you said this to me once, that if you don't start doing something and realize that it's okay that the starting and the doing might lead to changing and then doing the next thing and then that changes and then you do the next thing and then you land on it, right? Until we give ourselves the permission to try, to quote unquote fail, I don't believe in the word, but fail, and then let that refine us and try again, where else are we gonna get the momentum to just put ourselves out there? Welcome back. This is the Confident Collective Podcast and we are your hosts. I'm Ryan and I'm Christina. We are curb models, content creators, and some would even say comedians. We started the Confident Collective Podcast to help you live your most confident life by sharing our stories and sitting down with experts to talk about, well, life. We chat sex, dating, business, relationships, and so much more. We hope you love this episode, so let's get into it. Well, everyone, today we have a special guest back with me because Christina obviously is taking care of herself and little baby, her new baby boy. But welcome, Rosie. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me back. I yeah. can't believe you've invited me back. I thought it was a one one trick pony, but yet here I am. Here you are. Well, your Rosie was on episode fifty nine, which we just looked back, and that was in twenty twenty one, which is so crazy. Yeah, that's blowing my mind. I'm a little embarrassed that it was that long ago because my memory is like, wait, that was last week, right? <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, but it's still one of our top performing episodes. Oh, sweetie. It's um, how to get out of a confidence funk. Um, so go listen to it after this episode. Mm-hmm. It was a good one. I really was in a quite negative headspace. So <laughs> you had some things to say. Yeah. There, I had there was some... things that needed to be said. Yeah. So that was a good one. Um, but we're back and wh- why we're sitting here is because Rosie and I were at dinner the other night, um, because I'm doing a tour of basically all my favorite restaurants in Los Angeles before I leave because, well, I guess I need to backtrack for a second because I haven't even updated the podcast audience. I have signed a lease on an apartment in New Woo! York city. Oh, oh, oh. Which I kind of went silent about because I was sharing all of this stuff, which I loved, but I was getting so much feedback and so many, like just so many opinions. I I sought advice from people who are also creatives in my space Mm -hmm. who have live in New York city or who have lived in New York city at some point in time, (laughs) anybody in the tri-state area, please. Because I was like, this is just, it was a lot. I was um, definitely feeling a little overwhelmed. So I went radio silent, but you're a little bit of a cave woman when it comes to big life decisions. Like I remember before you were even deciding to go to New York, you came back from Europe and I was like, Hey, like, how was it? Like, what are you thinking? Cause you kind of mentioned maybe before the summer and then you're like, I need to just spend some time on my own. <laughs> I've got to drive to the beach. And then like a week went by and I was like, dude, what's going on? Like what's happening in your life? You're like, I'll tell you soon. <laughs> like It was very like you put yourself in a time little like warp where you had to go and seek yourself, which I actually love that about you. I love that you go inward when you need to figure out some of those big things. So anyway, the same thing has been happening with the apartment. I think I've probably made you want to block me because every time we (laughs) hang out, I'm like, so what's the plan? When are the boxes coming? What is the plan? We need a strategy. And you're like, 
just just chill stop asking me I'm gonna unfriend you <laughs> yeah I can't even think about anything until I ha- find a place so I went to New York and looked at places and I liked one of them but I didn't get approved they went with someone else because they were like very confused by my job and what I do dude is apartment shopping the new dating like, I know I'm rejection like rejection <laughs> is kind of brutal I'm getting rejected left and right <laughs> did they swipe right on me <laughs> and I also went and I was approved for one from that weekend but you know what I knew in my gut so I went back. We did also did an episode on human design with Erin Claire Jones and I bought her blueprint, which basically kind of helps you understand yourself better. And I looked at how I need to make decisions. And for me, I need to make decisions in the moment based on my gut feeling. Okay. Where And I notice where I struggle is when I start overthinking, overthinking, overthinking. Mm-hmm. So I really went back and I was like, I knew at that time I, that wasn't right. Okay. So I took back, I, I said, yeah, nope, I don't want this one. Redirect from the universe. Redirect. And um, then I started apartment hunting again, just via FaceTime with my realtor. And Which is brave, by the way. That kind of fills me with anxiety. Like, I love that you are kind of just all in you're doing it i was like what i can't keep going back and forth to new york city i'm like that's true that i gotta have money to live there <laughs> like oh my god paying rent not booking flights guys yeah seriously so i have not even set foot into this place but i was sold on the windows it yeah. is the natural light was the good light's always gonna get you it got me so and it's basically like a blank slate. So now that I have this lease signed and I have like, I know I have a plan and where I'm going, something like switched in me. And now I'm like, okay, I'm leaving LA and I've been feeling so nostalgic and so like just very nostalgic, which I think is natural when you're moving, even within a city, but especially when you're moving out of a city, I think it brings up a lot of emotion. And we were at dinner the other night and I was kind of just talking to you about this. And you were like, we should do an episode on this. I just, I think the people need to know. The people need to hear because the thing is, you've been here for a significant amount of time. This is a place that you arrived, I think. Obviously, I didn't know you at the beginning, so that's why I'm excited to talk to you about it. But you arrived a completely different version of yourself Mm -hmm. than you are now, which is such a positive sign of your evolution and self-growth but I do think it's important to take that time and pause and throw it back and sit with who was Rianne when she got to LA and this is crazy because you're a tiny bit younger than me which makes me forever feel like your older sister even though you're way (laughs) you have your shit way more together than me but the other day when you said you'd been here for five years and I was like wait I've only been here for four years. This is impossible. You've time traveled. I've done I've done more than you but it isn't like that. You have been here for five years is it five? five? Five whole years. Over five, yeah. And that is, I'm like, that is wild to me. And I just, I, you've kind of given me the summary of what your life was before we met and what it was like coming to LA and your experience. But I just, I really want to know all about it. So who, yeah. who was Rayanne? How old were you first off? Do you oh remember? God, how old am I now? 29? Oh, quick maths. 24? I was like 24. Okay, so 24 year old. Maybe 23. Jesus. Yeah. Arriving to the city. Where were you coming from? So I basically, well, and before we get, I want to say too, as I'm sharing this, I really want everyone to take away from this. Like I have not arrived at some destination or whatever. Like I don't feel like, oh my God, like I've made it. Like this really does feel like the beginning to me. I'm proud of myself for betting on myself, for taking risks and going after something that when I had no idea what the hell I was doing and people really doubted me. And I just want, as I'm telling this story, I want it to inspire you to go after what you want 
unapologetically. And I love that about you, Ray. You are always going to be humble. You're always going to show up for the growth ahead of you and for the goals that you still have. And you're never going to be someone that says like, hey, look at me. This is what I've done. This is what I have. But hang on a goddamn minute. (laughs) As women, and I know I'm just climbing up on my soapbox real quick. We don't celebrate ourselves enough. You're right. So I'm just going to like, I'm going to put, I love your humility, but we're going to put a little pause on that. The people know who you are and this is your moment to have a humble brag. This is your moment to reflect and really lean into celebrating yourself because who the goddamn mouse is going to do it? (laughs) Do you know what I mean? And so you arrived, you were a little baby, 24, you were coming from where? So I was living in Denver at the time had worked at a branding agency doing social media and graphic design for about a year after college, only Mm -hmm. a a little over a year. I had dated the same guy since freshman year of college. The summer before we moved here, he was hit by a car. We were actually broken up at the time. And I said to him that day, we were broken up, but we're still talking. It was just like really toxic Mm -hmm. and just like not healthy. And I was like, we have got to end this. Like, do not contact me again. I need to move on. You need to move on. Do not contact me. Like you broke up with me like stop contacting me. And so then that next morning I woke up from a bunch of missed calls from his sister and I was like, Oh my gosh, she's mad at me. Like, because I've cut things off, like what's going on. Long story short, he was hit by a car. He was in a coma and had like traumatic brain injury and brought us back together. So, and I'm telling the story cause it's a key part of why I came to California because okay. fast forward a year later, after we had gone back together, we were like, we really need to be together. We've been together for like, I don't know, five, almost six years at this point. Like we need to be in the same place. We can't keep doing long distance. Mm -hmm. And so he was looking for jobs. I was like, I feel like I want to pursue modeling and this stuff. So I kind of am thinking like we need to go New York or LA. Okay. He was a tennis coach and ended up getting a job offer from Pepperdine. And in order to do that though, Mm -hmm. we had to get married. And so I was like, okay, I, I love this person. I want to spend the rest. I, I couldn't even met. Like, it's so weird to say that. I was like, I'm, I'm going to spend the rest of my life with him. So I was at the time we were moving, uh, getting ready to move out here. I was literally on ASOS shopping for like courthouse wedding dresses and making like <laughs> Pinterest boards while like packing up. I was living Aww. with my grandma while packing up my stuff to come. I was like, okay, we're getting married and going to LA. Thank God it worked out that he ended up going to grad school at the time because he's from England. So he started going to grad school and working. So he was able to work on a student Ooh, visa. Off the hook, baby. Thank God. Otherwise. Put that, put that white tracksuit away. <laughs> right. Otherwise, I would be divorced <laughs> right now, which is nothing wrong with that. But that could damn. be kind of chic. Kind of like a little I'm, edge to you. Oh, secret mm, divorce. I'm actually a divorcee. Yeah. Honestly. Knows. It's and my now, secret life from the past. Yeah. Now that I'm in my cougar era, like it could <laughs> You're not in your Google era. I could even make them like the the youngsters like me even more. Oh, oh yeah. I'm actually divorced. Yeah. I'm going to be 30 and I was divorced. <laughs> okay. okay. Anyway, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. All right. So we end up, thank God, not getting married, but we ended up still moving out here. And I had Angus at the time. He did not want to live in Santa Monica because it was too far of a drive to Pepperdine. So we were living in Calabasas. Okay, so you didn't actually move to LA. <laughs> <laughs> so you were in the surrounding area. I was in the surrounding. Oh, it was that miserable. What like, is it? Four hundred five. Whatever it is. Commute. The one hundred one. The one hundred one. Oh my gosh, I would. This was pre-pandemic too, so like traffic oh. was crazy. Like 
I would sit in my car for hours and hours to go to a casting for five minutes and then drive home for like three hours. Like, and you didn't even see a Kardashian. No, I did see. You did. Okay. Sorry. I'm getting you way sidetracked. I know (laughs) she was in Calabasas. She saw a Kardashian. Everything is cool. Okay. And everything. Travis Barker was at air one in Calabasas all the time, but this was pre Courtney. When? Okay. This was pre Courtney. All right. So that's kind of where we were when we moved here. And I was just working, I had quit my full-time job. So I was doing freelance social media management for a content creator, a fitness content creator, graphic design for the store in Denver. I got a job at Core Power where I was cleaning the yoga studios and cleaning the yoga mats. And I got a job at Cycle Bar where I was cleaning basically the studio and also maybe trained to be instructor. And then I was nannying as well. So Dude, that's you were what I was doing. doing. The goddamn most. <laughs> you had W twos coming out of your pockets, left and right, from I'm, seven different jobs that yes, you had. I was. Oh my god. Okay. And my boyfriend at the time worked constantly, so I was really isolated and alone. Mm-hmm. Like I, I've told you this before because we've been driving to Malibu a couple times in our friendship, and whenever we drive through Calabasas on the one hundred and one, I get physically sick. Like yeah, I know. And it wasn't until I was out of it that I realized that time in my life. I was so lonely mm-hmm. and isolated and it was just this deep, deep sadness within me that I, I don't think I even recognized until I was out of it. And now feeling so like happy and fulfilled, even though like I'm single, it's just a night and day difference. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of where I was at the beginning of my journey here in California. And when you got here, where were you pointing yourself towards? Like where you're like, I'm, I want to be a model, but when you were in Calabasas and you're doing all these different jobs, was that still the goal? Like what was your North star at that time? My goal was to be a model. I wanted to be a full-time curve model and content creation. I was just doing cause I thought that was going to help me get there. That was my goal. I was at Wilhelmina Denver and then I was at two really small agencies and it wasn't until I was on a shoot. I got booked for a shoot with Nike because I knew one of the girls. It wasn't because of my talent. I will say that. Come on. But no, so I got booked for a shoe. And at the time, it was one of the really bad wildfires in Calabasas. Like the flames were at our apartment. We were oh, So we God. were evacuated. And I got up to set and I had the worst bags under my eyes. And with Nike, they obviously, it's like fitness. They're not going to like put makeup on. And the, <laughs> she's the, been working out. She's yeah, tired. She's tired. The creative director was like, can we please do something about the bags under her eyes? And it was at that moment where I was just trying to hold back tears because I was just like, I just don't know if this is for me. The modeling thing, like, I don't know if this is for me. Like, I feel whenever I'm in these situations, I noticed I felt really demeaned and didn't matter necessarily how nice I was or how positive I was on set or how if everyone liked me on set, sometimes you just don't have the look. And like, I will say like, I I'm, don't think my greatest strength, I think it's a part of what I do, but it wasn't my greatest strength to like be pursuing that full time. So after that, I really dove into doing more content creation, Instagram, my blog, all that stuff. Okay. So when you think about that change between, okay, I've come to LA or LA surrounding and I want to be this full-time model. And then something isn't in that isn't aligning with you. You're like, this is not maybe working out or it doesn't feel good to who I am. And then you switch to the content creation. When we look back on those moments, we talk about them like, oh, and I just switched. But what did it require in you to redirect yourself? Did you have to have a bit of like a talk to yourself? Did it happen just naturally and organically? Was there any disappointment in letting the 
full-time modeling go? Like, because I think sometimes when we make those gear changes, it requires something of us. And when we can kind of articulate or pinpoint what that is, it helps us to keep doing that in the future. So in that moment, Mm -hmm. what was that for you? I mean, I definitely think my ego was bruised because I had like always wanted that. But then I was like, why do I want it? Mm -hmm. Because it makes me feel like shit. (laughs) I was like, and I noticed when I had more creative control and was doing things on on my own, I just felt more fulfilled. Mm -hmm. So I was like, why am I banging my head against the wall to try and make this happen when then if I do get booked for a job or something like that, I don't feel good when I'm there. Yeah. And so it wasn't like a big, like, I kind of just slowly shifted, like following other things that I liked doing more. I mean, obviously, and I wasn't getting booked for a bunch of stuff. It wasn't, I was like, I was like turning down <laughs> stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Okay. So um, it was like an organic kind yeah, of. Just redirection. Okay. Yeah. Just redirection into just following what I, honestly, I would like have anyone who would take pictures for my Instagram and blog and that sort of thing forever. But it wasn't until weirdly when my boyfriend broke up with me in December of 2019, I believe. Just before the (sighs) pandemic. Oh no, sorry. It was December, 2018. So it was January, 2019. Okay. Thank you for clarifying that. Okay. He broke up with me right before I was going to Christmas with my freaking family. I was like, this rocks. Cool. Anyway, I went to see my parents in Australia, got back from that trip over Christmas and moved into my own apartment in Hollywood, which it was like the grimiest thing ever. And it was crazy though. Automatically after that, my career basically did a 180. I was going from making maybe $200 a month, $300 a month doing content creation to like making like $5,000. And I was like, a thousand dollars. Yes. I, well, it's still barely cause I was in credit card debt, but which I don't recommend ever getting into, but it was so wild. And looking back, of course it clicked because all of this time I was spending on this relationship, all of this energy, and I won't go into too many details, but like, it was a very draining situation because mm. I was so obsessed with this man. My mom says obsession. I like to say passionate. <laughs> I'm very passionate about when I'm in a relationship with someone and I realized it was taking all of my time and energy. So no wonder my career wasn't going anywhere. No wonder I wasn't feeling fulfilled. I was putting everything I had into somebody else. Mm. And when that was taken away from me, I had no choice. And also I didn't really have very many friends here. I literally had like no friends here. So and I, if you listen to old episodes, I would talk about how lonely I was. And so all that's I did- That's how we became friends, that's girl. How, that's how we became friends. That's another story. So all I did was work. All I did was work because I had to fill my time with something and my career just took a 180 and I just started growing, growing, connecting with other women in the space. And it, it, it was like a night and day difference. It was wild. This next sponsor is about to get a little spicy. Next week is Valentine's Day and we want you to feel sexy in your skin. Well, we want that every day, but especially on Valentine's Day. And we think it is so important for women to get to know their bodies and also take pleasure into their own hands. So we have partnered with Lalo. Lalo is the luxury pleasure brand leading the market in design, innovation, and technology, but it is not just a pleasure toy brand. It is a self-care movement. We have talked about this in previous episodes, but orgasms are great for our mental and physical health. I mean, 
say less. And we don't talk enough about female pleasure. I have the Lalo Sona 2 Cruise. And let me tell you, this thing is awesome. <laughs> the first time I used it, I, uh, I was not prepared. And I called my friend and I was like, girl, you got to get this thing. It is the first sex toy that stimulates the entire clitoris. It has 12 pleasure settings. It's fully waterproof and easy to clean. It's great for solo play or play with a partner. So celebrate love this Valentine's Day. Reconnect with yourself or your significant other and seize great discounts. Lalo offers for their 20th birthday at lalo.com slash Valentine's Day. I am in my wellness girl era and today is my first day trying out Nutrisense and wearing the continuous glucose monitor. So it's a CGM, that's what they call it. It's a little device that you put on the back of your arm and it monitors your glucose values 24 seven. To be honest, I was a little like freaked out to put it on, but it was no big deal. It was super easy. And you use this and the NutriSense app to track your daily activity to see how food, sleep, exercise, stress, how all these things impact your glucose. And the goal of NutriSense is to help you meet your health goals. And that is going to look different for everybody. So when you sign up, you'll take a short quiz to outline what your health goals are, and it can help you see what types of foods you should be eating, if you're managing a specific health condition, or if you want to maintain your current health progress. So I am going to wear this CGM for the next 14 days to really get to know my body better and see how I can have more information to approach how I want to meet my health goals. And NutriSense is giving TCC listeners a $30 off and one a month free of dietitian support in the NutriSense app when you use the code CONFIDENT. That's C-O-N-F-I-D-E-N-T. And that gives you $30 off and one month free of dietitian support. So hang on, you had to stop pouring yourself into someone else to start to believe in yourself. Ooh. So you were taking that time and what was that season like? Did your self-talk change? Did you take the time to kind of figure out a little bit more of your identity? You mentioned, you know, yeah. connecting with other women and other people in that space. Like how did you align yourself to run with this new springboard moment. I think one of the, and I say this, and this is so weird because we've had these conversations recently too, but I think one of the greatest gifts, and this can be a very difficult gift to receive, but <laughs> is solitude. Ugh. I use the word loneliness, but solitude is another word that I will use for it. You cannot get to know yourself and you cannot experience growth I don't think outside of solitude. And so it was one of the most difficult times of my life. A hundred percent. I remember talking to my friend Hannah and being like, I am so lonely. I can feel like it's like an ache. It's I a pain, a physical yeah, pain. That's it. But at the same time, looking back, because I had no distraction, I had to get to know myself so on a level that I never even scratched the surface of. And I really dove into like, 
a lot of, you know, self-improvement things. I read so many books, listened to so many books, just dove into work. That was my life. And it was just kind of naturally happened. I think when you're in those situations where you are in solitude and you've got nobody else. And I think this is a good moment to make the distinction because I I think especially in somewhere like LA, hustle culture is promoted in a really big way where it's like, you're rising grind, I'm doing all the things, I'm working so hard, I only got here with blood, sweat and tears. And I think there's definitely some truth in that. And I think you've definitely had to probably make sacrifices and compromise and prioritize your goals and dreams and aspirations. But it sounds to me, and tell me if this is right, that a lot of the shift and a lot of the success and freedom that started to come to your life was because of an internal change. And then you were present to sort of back up the actual worldly things that needed to happen, you know, being available, being present to take those jobs, make those connections. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a, just an important distinction to make. Yeah. I definitely do not believe in working every day, all day long till you're burnt out. I do not want anyone to do that. I feel so lucky that I've built a career and a life where I have space to live and not to just work all the time now. Mm -hmm. That was a season of my life that I chose to dive into work because I felt so lonely and isolated, but I don't think that should be the normal thing. But you also had to learn that for yourself. You had to, and so I don't think there's ever a position to be like, this is the right way. And this is the wrong way. You had to go through that season of giving your all to something Mm -hmm. to realize that life is for living and I'm going to commit to this. And, you know, in truth, it does take some hard work. It does take a grind, but I think the difference is not letting that become your identity. And it didn't, it sounds like it didn't become yours and you were able to then continue to do what you love, but also have something left over for yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so important, even more so when you're making these changes on your own, maybe outside of a relationship, maybe away from your comfort of friends and family. And God, I'm so proud. I'm so proud that you did that. Thank you. I'm proud of myself too. You know, we'll both humble brag, but I'm really proud of myself for going after it. I mean, like when I started doing this, So many people were like, what the hell are you doing? You know, and I'm proud of myself. I knew I wanted to do it and I did it even when people thought it was silly, even when I was sleeping on this Ikea couch in my new apartment because I couldn't afford a bed. Mm -hmm. I was reaching out to every like bed company that was doing collaborations, like pitching a collab to them to try and get a mattress. And it took about two months. So I slept on my couch for two months and was putting rent on a credit card because I didn't have any money. And I even had to ask like my, which bless his heart. He did loan me money. He helped pay my rent a couple months. Cause I was like, I, yeah. you dumped me. I have no money. You pay my rent. Yeah. And then that started to, like I said, my career did a 180 and I started to be able to like dig myself out of debt and dig myself out of, you know, pay my own rent. And like, Oh, it's crazy. I get like emotional thinking about it because yeah, I'm just really proud of myself. Because it was hard. Yeah. And you didn't have a guarantee that it would work. Yeah. And as we think about this like next chapter for you moving to New York, like of course you're going there full of hope and excitement and expectation, but there's no guarantee, you know? And I think that this is something that I've seen you encourage in your friends and I've seen you also live is that you said this to me once and it like switched switch to flip, flip to switch in flip my brain, switch. that if you don't start doing something and realize that it's okay, that the starting and the doing might lead to 
changing and then doing the next thing and then that changes and then you do the next thing and then you land on it, right? Like you did fashion blogging. Now mm-hmm. that's obviously woven into what you do now. It's It wasn't the end game, but when you were doing it, you were probably thinking, well, this is my thing. Yeah. This is my end game. And it's like, until we give ourselves the permission to try to quote unquote fail, I don't believe in the word, but fail yeah. and then let that refine us and try again, where else are we going to get the momentum to just put ourselves out there? And I Mm -hmm. see that in so much of you as a person, as a friend within your career, that, you know, being unafraid to make a fool of yourself or get it wrong or, you know, projects that you look back on, you're like, well, that was a bust. But like you had to learn that to know that. Mm -hmm. And I think we often face that knife edge of women because we do fight a little bit harder to get the opportunity, right? That whole kind of... Have the confidence of a mediocre man. Yeah, have the confidence <laughs> of a mediocre white Sorry man. Sorry to all our beloved mediocre white man <laughs> friends. But, you know, and so because we have that sort of pressure to like participate, because it isn't assumed that we'll always participate, we want to get it right. But there's such a freedom in getting it wrong. There's so much room yeah. for growth and refinement. And I don't know, can you think of a time in LA that was a sort of surprising and refining moment, like you wouldn't have thought that would be something that would teach you the lesson that it did or that kind of maybe it humbled you or. I kind of just followed anything that sparked my interest. I just followed it. I don't remember who said this, but I heard this on a podcast recently. So if you know, please let me know because I cannot think I was trying to find earlier. The most interesting people try and fail all the time mm-hmm. or something along these lines, try and redirect whatever you want to call it. Like you said, it's not failing. If you try something and it doesn't work out or whatever, I don't think it's a failure because you've learned something from it. So mm-hmm. I was getting my car washed yesterday because mm-hmm. I'm getting ready to sell it. Oh, oh sad. baby girl. <laughs> my first car I bought. Oh, um, the Fiat, the Fiat is retired, which was such a huge part of my identity for a while. The huge woman, how did she fit into that car? Such a powerful metaphor. Oh my, such a powerful metaphor of life. (laughs) But I was at the car wash and I walked, it was the one on third and I walked to the Verve to get a coffee. And I was like, oh my gosh, the first year I moved to LA, I sat at that coffee shop interviewing to be an assistant of this really big blogger who she was like had millions of followers and I was interviewing to be her assistant. I didn't get the job because I'm allergic to cats and she had two cats. <laughs> goddamn allergies. Those goddamn allergies. And I was just sitting there and I was like, wow, if you would have told me who was sitting there that in four or five years, I would be leaving, packing up my life on my own. And going to New York City, I'd be like, you're joking. No. So I just had that crazy moment yesterday that made me be like, wow, wild. But what did you even ask me? Well, just like those moments that they unexpectedly refine you. You didn't think it would be, but it built something in you. I mean, I mean, even working at the cycling studio, that was something for me that was like really, I think to my ego, I was like, I kind of felt embarrassed about it, but then I was cycling every single day because you could take a class while you work. So I was like, <laughs> yeah. spin class, baby. <laughs> and then I was like, I feel like I could be an instructor. And I started training to be an instructor. And I learned about the importance of like fitness and how I feel. And like, I think that was a moment where, yeah, in it, I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to learn something from working at this cycling studio. <laughs> Tap back. Wow. Wow. And if I have a six, no, but... Like I did learn and I had to also learn that it doesn't fucking matter what you do. 
I was embarrassed to work at a cycling studio. That's so stupid. I worried so much about how other people perceived me or whatever. That doesn't matter. So honestly, every single thing I did, whether it was like nannying or at the yoga studio, like I learned something that gave me skills or qualities or built character or whatever you want to say to be who I am now and also take care of myself because I'm like, you know, you can't, you gotta be able to take care of yourself. No one's going to save you. And I, I don't know. I'm a little romantic about these things, but I truly do believe, you know, like the movie Slumdog Millionaire and every oh, question, well, every question that he gets asked on the game show, it's this like serendipitous thing yeah. is a moment that he lived and there was some perfect fate in it. And I think it's these, like the season that you're in right now, Ray, where you get to sit back and reflect this is the juicy good moment. This is the stuff. And it's just, I think that these are the turning points that you fuel yourself to launch into the next direction. Yeah. And like, yeah, every one of those experiences, I know this is woo-woo, but we're here to be woo-woo. We everybody. are woo-woo. We are the woo to the woo. But they do, they move you on. So maybe that cycle studio taught you about your mind-body connection and about looking after yourself and feeling present. And then the next thing taught you the next thing. And, and it's all this beautiful accumulation to this moment now that moves you on and yeah. how beautiful to continue to get to be moved on into the next phase of life. Is there something you would do over? Is there a time in LA, a moment, a decision that you're like, oh shit, I did that wrong or I would have done it different or, you know, let's get these skeletons out of the closet. Oh my God. That's a hard question. I mean, I know obviously everyone says like, oh no, I want to do anything over because I want to be where I am, but I'm going to pick something. Yeah. Well, cause, because picking something dispels the myth that we have to get it right. It's I think a healthy thing to look back and be like, you know what? I would have done that differently. And I know that now because I'm not the same person that did it at the time. Oh my God. That was really hard. Putting you on the spot. You're putting me on okay, the well, spot. Okay. Well, while you think of that, I'm going to tell you all because I have heard Rayanne say it enough times that she was actually mugged on a street. <laughs> Guys, okay, we guys. can use the term Sorry. mugged because someone who's actually been mugged. Oh, well, what would you call it? Gently displaced of your belongings? Like it was kind of a mugging. I like to say I was robbed. Okay, robbed. Okay, fine. She was robbed, guys. And I have to tell you about this because she tells me about it every day. I swear I wake up to a text me like, do you remember the time that I was robbed? I'm like, everybody knows. Okay, fine. You moved to the mean streets of LA and lost your friggin' ASOS purse. Like it's fine. <laughs> um, actually, it's only when we drive by that corner of Melrose. Okay, fine. So we can't drive through Calabasas. <laughs> we can't drive through Melrose. The city is PTSD. Really, really sensitive. Jeez. Yeah, every time we drive through Calabasas, I'm like, oh my God. Honestly, we can't I've go to- I've come through it. We can't <laughs> go to the beach for the day because if we take that canyon back and end up on the Calabasas freeway, I tell you what, we're in for a story oh God, time. I'm so dramatic. I'm like, you guys, I used to live here. They're like, we know. She gazes out the window. <laughs> pensively I'm like here we go our friend Missy's often was when this happens and we're like oh, oh, buckle up here comes the stories no I'm oh, joking God. okay so so maybe you wouldn't choose to be mugged again I is there choose to get robbed yeah is there anything else I would say I think and again this is very this isn't related to like career or anything but I let my like relationship go on for a very long time when we weren't together and I would probably do that differently. I would probably cut ties sooner 
I just think back, like, you know, when we're driving through Calabasas, <laughs> I hate to bring it up again. <laughs> Here we go, guys. Here we go. Buckle up. But it was a very draining situation for me. And I think if I would have cut it off sooner, I would have felt free sooner. Why didn't you? What? Why did you feel like you couldn't? I think we we went through a very traumatic experience together. Mm, which like a trauma, trauma bond. bonding. Mm. We met when we were 18. Yeah. I lost my virginity to him. Yeah, those are big uh, things. They were big things that I just think really tied us together. And I sometimes, I don't know, I feel, and even still, I think a lot about him as I'm leaving just because this chapter of my life was so much with that relationship. And so I think we were just really relied on each other. Yeah. We were young and like really passionately like in love and we just came out here with just each other. So I think that kind of dragged it on. But I, I would say if you're in the kind of a situation like that, I would have cut it sooner because I would have felt free sooner. I remember a time where you were sharing a little bit about this and I hope this is okay to say, but you were just like, I imagined my life with this person mm -hmm. and you'd spent these years upon years of thinking like, this was the trajectory, this was the future. And I think that's really relative to talking about today and what you've learned and where you've come from and where you're going, that sometimes life is going to redirect us in dramatic 180 ways. Yeah. And you probably back then when you were shopping for your courthouse outfit had no concept that yeah. this, you'd be sitting on the sofa right now with these boxes around you preparing to live out a lifelong goal of yours and go and move to New York City. And so I'm just like, how do we, it's that thing of, you know, th th what do they say? Strong opinions, loosely held. How do we convert that to dreams? Strong dreams, loosely held. I think yeah. it's the same thing that we have to say to ourselves, like, I can have a path, I can direct, I can have a North Star, where I'm going, what I want. But I'm so open to being surprised and redirected. Yes. And what if my consciousness right now can't even fathom the things that are coming to my life? And that's how I feel about you with the city in this next moment. I'm like, I'm manifesting and dreaming it up for you. And I know you are for yourself. But let's always leave room for what's bigger than what we can imagine. And what's, you know, that's very hopeful and optimistic, maybe even what's different than what we can imagine. And I think that's really true of that relationship. It's really true of your time here. And it's going to be probably really true of this next moment in New York. You're always dropping knowledge. I got chills, but oh. I think, and I think what helped me get to that place too of, I mean, if anyone is at a place in their life where they like, we're like, okay, this is my plan. I'm going to be married. I'm going to have two kids. I'm going to be do this all by the time I'm this age. If that's panned out, you are an anomaly. Congratulations. <laughs> but I think like you have to leave room for, like you said, the life to surprise you. And I think I've gone to a place where I trust the universe so much that I know that if something doesn't go according to plan, that apartment I really wanted, I didn't get it. I was a little upset for a second, but then I was like, well, it's not meant to be. Totally. Like, and it's just such a peace when you relinquish this control and just know that the universe is working, doing its thing. Mm -hmm. You just have to follow your passion and do what you can. But there's a point where it's out of your control and you have to just let life kind of unfold and be open to what that will look like. And it's probably going to look very different than you had planned for and that you had imagined. Yeah. You always say the universe is conspiring for me. Mm -hmm. And it's that I, I totally believe in that. And yeah, <sighs> so but it's, it's true of your dreams. But I think the pragmatic realists that we are, we can say it's also true of hard stuff. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's true of both things. And I'm so not great at this, but just giving in to the process. Yeah. Don't really rise at me. I know I'm really bad at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can we timestamp uh, this so I can pre-play this back to you? <laughs>
our partner today is Athletic Greens. I take AG1 by Athletic Greens every single morning. I gave AG1 a try because Christina kept raving about it and she would always come over here drinking it or have it spilled on her shirt. And I was like, okay, I need to try this. And I wasn't taking any pills or vitamins. And I don't know why it's so hard for me to remember to take vitamins, but drinking AG1 in the morning feels more like a morning ritual than something I need to remember to do. You should give AG1 a try if you're looking to improve your gut health increase your energy, or boost your immune system. And I love how easy it is to fit into your lifestyle. And if you're on the go a lot or bouncing back and forth between New York City and Los Angeles and taking one million years to move and not shutting up about it, they also have single-serving travel packs so you don't have to miss a day if you're on the go or traveling a lot. So if you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash cc. That's athleticgreens.com slash cc to check it out. Here's what I want to know. I love that we're looking back and we're reflecting, but I also love that we are, I say we, cause I feel like I'm moving to New York with you, I like, feel like you in my heart and my spirit. Well, I'm so grateful to have such supportive friends who yeah. are, well, we're rooting for you. Not that we need to, it's going to be great. But when you think about New York, I just want in two years time, three years time, four years time for you to look back to this moment in LA coming to a close and you don't know what you don't know. You don't know what New York's going to be like. You have no idea what's going to go right, what's going to go wrong, the whole thing we were just talking about. So if you kind of had a moment, like a little time capsule to look back on in a few years' time, what are you hoping New York will be? This can be like a bullet point, quick fire. I hope that New York is going to be kind of a blank slate for me. I think I've done a lot of this preliminary like self-help and like growth. And I know everyone, oh, my hands Pluto line. Yeah, we get it. But like <laughs> I've, done, I've gone through a lot of transformation here and now I'm really ready to swim in like the positive energy of what I hope New York is going to be for me. Mm-hmm. And I know it's going to be hard. Trust me. I know there's going to be, it's going to be hard. Like with anything, any of these decisions. But it also might not be. True. You know, that's, you know, that, that's that self-deprecating thing where we think it has to be hard to earn it, to deserve yeah. it. What if it's blissful? What if it flows? What if it's I easy? I mean, that's honestly, I feel this really strange, just peace. I have never felt more sure of a decision in my life that like I'm supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I am really excited for what that means. I have no idea who I'm going to meet or what that's going to bring and how it's going to unfold. But I really hope that after I've been in New York for two years, I feel like kind of a relief of, I feel like I'm on the next chapter in my life. Mm-hmm. And this first chapter of my adult life was the groundwork, the heartbreak, mm-hmm. the transformation, the self-work, which of course all that will continue through every phase of life, but it was a very big theme in this one yeah. to now being able to kind of be on the other side of that and have, you know, honestly, like maybe meet someone and yeah. be in love again. I haven't been in love in a very long time mm-hmm. to kind of take 
my career to the next level, keep growing the Confident Collective. It's crazy when I'm there, my ideas for the Confident Collective are like, boom, boom, boom. Like you guys are not ready. I have so many ideas that Christine and I are working on. It's going to be incredible. I can't describe my creativity when I'm there is like on another level. And I just hope that I look back and be like, wow, these two years have truly been filled with so much happiness, craziness, adventure. I think I'm gonna have to get out of my comfort zone a lot, Uh which I need. I need to shake it up here. I've really gotten into my comfort zone Mm -hmm. and haven't really been pushing myself out of it when I'm here. Oh, I could go on and on. I'm just, I feel this peace and excitement about it that I've never felt so sure of a decision in my life. So this has been the warm up, baby. This LA has been mm-hmm. the warm up and, and it's getting ready to launch. Okay. You kind of answered my next one, which was your dream. What's your outrageous dream? What's the thing that you're afraid to say out loud that you almost don't want to think about because it's out of your reach right now, but it's, do you have a crazy dream for this next chapter? I don't think there's one tangible thing where I'm like, I mean, for my personal life, I really feel ready for a relationship. That's not a dream. That's a certainty. We'll see. That's a certainty. Who knows? I've been single for a long time, but I feel really excited about potentially having a partner Mm. to do life with. Yeah. I feel... Like, I just want to continue growing this brand. I mean, I hope to be having many in-person events a year with the Confident Collective and connecting with people in real life, continuing to travel, to becoming, just continuing to grow and get our message out there. And I hope to maybe have my own, you know collection or something. That's a big dream of mine. I think for me now it's kind of the influencer world is changing. It's shifting and it can be really scary. So I dream to have something of my own tangible. That's a big dream. There we go. Okay. We got there. We got there in the end. She accessed the dream. And a boyfriend. Yeah. (laughs) That's that's not a dream, baby girl. That's coming. We know it. We know Mm. it for sure. Okay. Do you have something you're curious about? Something that right now you don't know what it's going to be, what it looks like. When you think about the city, is there anything that feels unknown to you other than all of it? I was going to (laughs) say, other than the entirety of it, what feels unknown? Yeah. I think... I'm going to really have to really lean into relying on community there okay? because I feel like it's a city where really people come together because it can be a hard city and it's like, fuck, like I need you fuck. find a coffee table on the side of the road. Yeah. You're like, which six friends can I make to help me carry this back to my apartment? Seriously. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. So I think I'm really going to have to ask for help, which is the thing that I'm the most, it's so difficult for me to ask for help. I like, know. <laughs> Oh my God. Like one time Rosie picking me up from LAX caused me anxiety. I'm like, oh, thank you so she much. She tried to cancel on me four times. I was like, hi, <laughs> I miss you and my friends. And I'd love to pick you up from the airport. She was like, I don't know. I don't okay. totally not. I, I, I probably booked myself a car service. I'm not sure, but I probably have. I'm literally on the freeway driving there. And she's like, you should probably turn back. <laughs> I was like, hi, nice to meet you. I really missed you. And you're my friend. And because we are big believers in female friendship and the significance of it, I'm coming to the airport with flowers. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, you did. Oh, which, wow. I'm so blessed yeah, to I have mean, you, but forcing my friendship since forever yeah. and always, oh my God. but I think I'm really going to have to be vulnerable. I want this chapter of my life to be about vulnerability and diving into the unknown and 
being like, well, here, here we go. I got no other option. Vulnerability. I, think just, I love that. I love that. Brene Brown would be so proud. Vulnerability and patience. Oh, wow. Okay. Patience. I see you as quite a patient person, but. Oh, really? Yeah. No. You're silently impatient. Oh my gosh. The fact that I have this mind you, mind you. to you into thinking I'm patient. We were in an Uber the other night and you clutched my thigh so hard. I think I got a bruise. I was like, we got to get out of this. We got to get out of here. We were trying to get to Harry Styles and this man was not. He was oh, taking anyway. our lives for granted. I tell you no, that. I was not patient. I was not patient, but vulnerability and patience. Okay. And lastly, what are you leaving behind? What are you done with? What's staying in LA? What baggage are you not packing? What stays here? I think one of the things that's hardest about when you move is you're mo- leaving your friends and those relationships. The We're people- not baggage. No, you're not baggage. Okay. But leaving behind. I know, but what I'm sorry, I should have clarified. What I mean by that is what part of you have you evolved out of? What layer of skin have you shed? Um, What's staying behind in LA? What no longer serves you any longer? What stays here? I think self-doubt and I think mm-hmm. self-doubt and linking to what you just said, self-reliance. That's a hard question, Rosie. God, why do you always have to get so deep on me? I know. I'm sorry. This is where I live. This is where you live. You live in the but depths. Hang on. You, you said a good one. Self-doubt. I mean, come on. That's a yeah, big, I think, tough no, cookie. Yes. And let me expand on it now that it's clicked in my brain. I think self-doubt. I think this has shown me that, hey, I moved to LA knowing one person, which was my partner. Mm-hmm. And look at what I've made here now. Holy shit. Yeah. I think... When I was in those times of loneliness where I literally felt like, am I going to make it out of this? Am I ever going to not feel Mm -hmm. like this? And hey, I did. I think I've proved to myself that I am capable of so much more than I gave myself credit for. Mm -hmm. And I think I need that to go move across the country to a city where I've (laughs) spent two months in. (laughs) Yeah. People think I'm nuts. And I'm going to move to the city where I thankfully do know people, but I feel like because of what I've been able to do on my own here. Like I just have so much faith in myself that I, no matter what life is going to throw at me, I'll fucking figure it out. And I don't have time to doubt myself anymore. I think I really truly believe in myself and believe in what I can do. And yeah, so we're leaving that. And that little Ryan who was like, am I going to survive this? Is staying back here. I'm scared guys. I'm scared because you all know Ray, but I get the privilege of sitting next to you right now and doing life with you. And if this is what you've done, self-doubting, <laughs> I'm kind of concerned because we all know she's a Leo and the confidence <laughs> is not lacking. And she's like doing the Confident Collective, her and Christina, and it's amazing. But I'm just like, if you don't doubt yourself, fuck. Wait, hello, CEO Forbes. <laughs> I got to tell you about this girl I know. No, well, I mean, and look, we're always going to hype you up and you hype everyone else up. But I am so abundantly proud of you. I have seen you go through these transformations. I've seen you make the decisions to continue to grow. And I know that sometimes comes at a cost, you know, you friendships diverge and you move to different cities, but I just know that the strength of who you are is going to carry you into this next season. I have so much hope and excitement and expectation for you as my friend and as everyone else out there gets to enjoy and see you evolve and do this next chapter. I just, you know, I feel like I speak for everyone. We say we're sending you on with so much love and and hope and excitement for this next chapter. Thank you. I love you so much. 
I love how deep we're making this. Like, Dude, oh, you're like, is. everyone else is like, okay, so you move cities? Yeah, no, everyone's <laughs> like, like, but the layers of who you are <laughs> took you from here to there, sending you off on a hope and a prayer. No, yeah, everyone's like, um, people move all the time. But you know what? I think that it's like, as you get to know yourself better, you just can't help self-reflect and have yeah. these like, oh my gosh, like I am nostalgic and I'm not going to apologize about Hell it. Hell no. And I think it is so important to reflect on where you've come from, especially if you want to keep growing. I think that's so important. There could be a version of you that's sat here right now, not moving, who's afraid and mm-hmm. scared and limited and doesn't have self-belief and stagnates in her life and turns around in circles and goes the long way around. We sometimes reach these feelings of confidence and hope and self-reliance and we forget what it felt like to be the person mm-hmm. or the version of ourselves that couldn't. Yeah. That was limited, that felt stuck. And you're so far from that now. And it's not ever to dwell on that from the past, but it's just important to say like, and yeah, hell yeah, it is deep because nobody else can do that growth. Nobody else can do that work, that transformation. And you've done it and you will continue to do it. But here you are thinking that it's no big deal and we're overthinking it, but we're not because it's, very real for a lot of people to be in those places and we've all been there and who knows if we'll circle back to those thoughts and mentalities again in the future I hope not I think it's a ongoing upward trajectory but I'm proud of you it is that deep and I'm so excited I'm so excited and again I just want to reiterate if there's anything obviously we're talking about this season and with a move being the big you know the catalyst of Mm -hmm. reflecting on this but if there's something you want to do or something you want to go after I hope that this inspires you to do that because as cheesy as it is like life is too short to not and to be honest, things matter. Yes. But like they don't like, we're like a little speck on this planet circling this in this universe, go after what you want. And honestly, if people think you're crazy or if people are like giving, you know, doubting you, that means you're onto something. I was going to say exactly that that. means you're onto something. Mm -hmm. I've got your back and I fucking believe in you. And so I hope this just inspires you to go after what you want because you fucking deserve it. Yeah. Well said. So, oh, thanks, Rosie. Oh, thanks for telling me all the things. I love you so much. Are you ready to start packing? <laughs> oh my God. The, <laughs> let me go and get the bubble wrap out of my trunk. that has been there for four months because you won't hurry up and stop packing your apartment. God damn. Hey, I've got, look, I've got some major progress here. Let's see. Let's see. We'll see. I'm going to be sleeping on an air mattress in my New York City apartment for a while. Ah! All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. I love you so much. All right. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for tuning in today. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes on our website, theconfidentcollective.com and find us on Instagram at Confident Collective. And if you really loved what you heard, screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it in your stories. And don't forget to tag us. 